Oh yeah, wait, wait. Now die. You're recording. <laughs> well, you would, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you still, would, we record. still wouldn't go viral. No, I mean, but we would have something to play and have memories on, I, and James and I would I, laugh. Hold on. Hold on. I think you've done gone viral enough. <laughs> well, they're making fun of me because I may or may not have COVID. So, for, so welcome to Bonehead. Or consumption. Or consumption. Oh, yeah. There's a good friend of ours out there who's sick, too. I hope you, you feel better, Mick. And Brandon. And Jerry. Anybody who does a convention with me has had the consumption. Wait, Mick's ha- Mick has consumption? Mick has consumption. Oh, oh Mick, no. get better. Have you seen the way he ate that Mexican place? Yeah. That he has the consumption. <laughs> oh, 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 we all ate good that night. So, anyway, I didn't, I didn't eat. Yes, you did. Oh, yes, I did. That was not okay. Never mind. Yeah, I ate. Oh, my God. Do you have the you brain? Know, fog? If you actually do get COVID brain fog, you'll just no, walk around no, bouncing into things. Yeah, no, oh, wait, there'll difference. be no difference. No, yeah, exactly. There's no difference. Well, no, no, I don't run into things. I had eye fixes. So, eye fixes, but not, not word fixes. No. Not word fixes. Not Can't either. wait till we get hold to the part of the show where I actually can read from a piece of let, paper. Let me be oh, timely. Let me be timely and, and see if we can get trending. He can't wordle worth a crap. I'm so Ooh. sick and tired of fucking wordle. Guys. Wordle. Hey, and listen. Post, and their wordle post. I, listen, if that's what's stopping people from climbing bell towers right now, they can work. There's also loodle, which is all swear words. And okay. I've learned a couple words off that. If this episode, we apologize. James says his that someone's buying him a podcast mic. That annoying thing you hear after he gets done talking, which is slightly ne- less annoying yeah. than when it, he it, was talking. It's not it's a garbage mic. truck slowly starting to run him over. Or it's not me backing up. That's a fat Poker joke. Boy, yeah. Ew. Ew. Of course, you can't really hear them because, you know, this is one-way communication, folks. All right. Explain tonight's topic because I still yeah, don't particularly I still, get it. James, do you? I don't, I don't know how I don't, you don't. I don't know how I mean, you don't I get, get it. it. I just don't get it. Keep we talk going. about the most pop, but we. Oh, think I get it. Most... It's not COVID, so he doesn't get it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, it's, it's running gag now, folks. We wanted to talk about Which is something you can't do. Actually, you know what? Energy's fine. Running fine. Well, as running as much as a fat man can. So we try to cover every, a lot of aspects of pop culture and James and I really talked about talking about mascots that appeared in commercials or other aspects of pop culture and how cool they were. Cause there are so many. And for some reason, Joe can't wrap his mind around mascots that have been used in commercials and television for decades get it i just don't get it for an episode topic i mean i'm not not doing the episode oh he'll do 16 episodes topic. about stephen king if stephen king was the mascot yeah, we'd i wake it. up and shit in your bed james i'm just saying no, i, just, I still I just, don't get it for an episode topic but i'm here well, i'm going to try to be as entertaining as ever which means i'll do very little so don't worry about it it's, but I mean, I know as, as a pop culture podcast, I mean, mascots have became such a big thing that they've bit had their own movies and video games. And I mean, even those weird Geico cavemen got a season. One of the ones I'm going to talk about has won an Emmy. So, yeah, they're pretty significant. <laughs> I guess. I, all right. Well, prove me wrong. I, by the did- way, I want to give I want to give a shout out. This week to the Washington football team for picking 
just the worst new mascot the commander thing yeah it's so stupid a friend of mine stacy who's never going to listen to this show i have sent her so many arnold schwarzenegger commando memes and gifts this week where i said why didn't they just say commandos and did this and have him with some sort of explosion it would have been better than what they picked yeah, it's a lame ass name. I, I prefer. I, 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 well, I shouldn't say I prefer their old one because it was fairly inexclusive and racist, but I prefer the Washington football team. I actually prefer the Washington football yeah. team too. No, it was a, uh, yeah, I really wish, and we'll get back, you know, it's because we're talking about mascots. That's, you know, reason you, you brought this up. Um, I really wish pro teams would just go the way of the minor league teams. The, the best team team names ever are in minor leagues. I mean, like the know, manatees, the well, manatees, there's a, there's a couple college teams that have good names too. go banana slugs. Yeah. <laughs> the tortugas. Um, no, what is it? I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on them. I have like a whole cat. I have a whole list of caps upstairs and I can't, I'm blanking on every single one of them. The Montgomery biscuits for God's sakes. There you go. Mm biscuits james do you want me to lead lead off yeah go first yeah go first because i'm i'm gonna do one that joe is familiar with so let's let's i mean i'm probably familiar with most i'm hoping you don't bring up my last one because i was like oh one of us is going to do this one but i was like uh um i want to talk about my favorite one um from from the 80s by the way all of mine are from the 80s what i'm shocked (laughs) at the height of capitalism I don't know. We're we're pretty good at capitalism now. We haven't we haven't we haven't added that much. Oh, <laughs> anyway. oh is this going to be one of your anti-democrat rants? Nope. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about my one of my favorites, uh, especially because I tried to collect all the memorabilia that I had uh, as a kid. Um, I'm talking about the Noid. The Noid was oh yeah he, from Pizza Hut. Yeah, he they they come into play here in a minute. Uh, the Noid was the Domino's mascot from 1986 to 1995. Uh, it actually, be- the creation of the character began in 1984. They took that much time working on it, which is insane. Why did work. they take that much time to work on it? It was all about getting all the specific, they, they tried different drafts, um, different oh, aspects the of the like? Yeah, of how they look, how he would interact. I'm that's what I'm confused. Well, it was, it was a combination of getting the character just right, the designs. Okay. And then, and then the eventual rollout of it. Okay. Um, the character was created by advertising agency Group Two Four Three. The success of the character can be contributed to Ernie. Yeah, uh, but uh, Group Two Four One failed and was executed. And and by the way, when I talk about uh, why they created the Noid, it gets even funnier. Um, the success of the character can also be contributed to Ernie Parrot, the creative director of the Noid. Um, he was also the character was sketched and animated by the great Will Vinton, who doesn't get enough credit in terms of animation. He did then, not today. And he, he actually, um, Will Vinton uh, actually termed, uh, coined the term claymation, the one that we all use today. He was the one that came up with it. Um, the character was created due to the competition between the, the Dominoes, which was delivery-based. Domino? I know. <laughs> Dominoes, which was delivery-based. And Pizza Hut, where the customers mostly ate in the nice swanky restaurant with the plastic red. Cups. Now, I've never heard of such a place, Chad. Now, let you go ahead and pause. <laughs> what do you, a Pizza Hut had a place where you could go in and sit down and eat, and it was nice and swanky. Yeah. By the way, I, this in is the before show- four times. By the way, did my audio get better? Yes, it did. Yes, yes it you did. Fixed I, it. I, I rewired it. You rewired it. Yeah, it was burnt. <laughs> 
Earth ruined. It was ruined. If, if it's ruined, you can fix it. If it's ruined, it's ruined. Go ahead, Chad. I'm just going to say this uh, with pizza. This is how like low, close class I was. I always thought sitting down at a Pizza Hut restaurant when I was a kid and you had those two weirdly shaped shakers, one with Parmesan and one with the red pepper flakes. I thought that was the height. Oh, no, it's not low class. I think that's true for everyone of a certain. I shouldn't say everyone. I think that's true of a certain age, middle class and below. Yeah, especially. And then, you know, and then that's we never got to go. If I sat in a Pizza Hut, I thought that was the height of i thought i was going to yeah, they had two video games yep yeah and they'd have that table one yeah yeah and the and only way i'd get to go was book it god bless book it and if you These all don't know what today. that is book These it was, kids today you read a book you yeah. got free pizza pizza yep by and the way we, we, we all we all out of my ass reading a book eating pizza i don't i'd say they wonder diabetes. why People like me look the way they do. It's like, why is he a bookworm and he's fat? Oh, wait. Seriously, gentlemen, right? That was the yeah. Did you all get to go other than book it? They a few times. Pizza a few Hunt times. considered expensive. Yeah, yeah a few yeah. times. We It was only a handful of times. Yeah, th- it was that. And then also, and then Joe and J- I've told Joe and James this, when I would go to Ryan's Steakhouse and have blue cheese dressing, something that I'd never heard of before, I'm like, oh my God, what is this? <laughs> But he was always furious that blue was misspelled. That bougie bald fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Go to Ryan's Steakhouse. The buffet. I went like three times. That's three more than me. Well, no, I mean, I fixed it in my 20s. But I'm telling you. I made up for lost time, folks. One time I ever watched James go get a dessert steak and pour nacho cheese all over it was a Ryan's buffet. (laughs) And I still argue. You You can deny it, I guess. But cheesy steak is delicious. He walked over, hadn't known him that long. And said, yeah, it's I'm called a Philly cheesesteak, James. <laughs> I'm getting yeah, well, but the, the, hold on, hold on. Carbs are the enemy, Chad. You don't need bread. That's true. He can't, you can't argue with that. Yeah, you can't. So, so anyway, anyway, Domino's was wanting to kick Pizza Hut's so, ass. It's ass. And uh, Domino's was trying to make people, and this is a direct quote uh, from uh, the uh, Ernie Parrish, the creative director, was trying to make people not afraid of pizzas arriving cold and reeking of cigarette smoke. <laughs> which is how i want to go (laughs) i mean also that was so but because i grew up rural rural we didn't have how many times did you guys get a pizza delivered oh god no i live rural too we we, it wasn't until we were in college right yeah Yeah. no i I thought it was the greatest thing in ever yeah i can remember being nervous to call in a pizza delivery because I'd never yeah. done it before. And I was I was actually probably 19 by the time I actually ordered one for delivery. Because I was yeah. like, yeah, I'll just, I'll just go get it. It's Because I could walk to it. But I was like, oh, the first time I it was when I became an RA. I was sitting desk and couldn't leave. Yeah, oh. when I got a pizza delivered to my, well, you know, I had to go down. But yeah, I'm like, oh, geez. But then then I realized tipping. I'm like, no, I'm just walking. <laughs> so, well, yeah. No, I agree. There were other times. If I wasn't working, I'd be like, nah, I'd just go get it. And yeah, now I'm 40 something, make more money than I ever have ever. And then I ordered one the other day and I was like, shit, it's like five extra bucks. Yeah. yeah. Got mad. I will drive. Hell. Got mad yeah. as hell. I'd rather drive. Yep. Same here. There you go. Um, no. So the, uh, the Noid eventually got his name. Uh, and I didn't know this. Domino's employees called themselves the Dominoids. What? That was their name. That's the nickname that the employees gave themselves. They were the Dominoids. I didn't know that. And so that's how the Noid got his name. Uh, the Noid, uh, if you don't know anything about the, they were 30 second spots. And it was all about this. The Noid was the villain. 
And he was, it was, his only goal was to prevent delivery drivers from meeting their 30 minute or less guarantee. Um, you were to avoid the noise. The noise. And James, I'm building up to the, the, the story that I know you want me to tell. Um, at the height of the noise popularity, he was featured on t-shirts. He had his own video game, which I love. I still play to this day. Um, and even appeared in Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. Um, I didn't know the noise in Moonwalker. Yeah, at some point he is. I, I, I wanted to find a clip of it. Go but back I'll, and watch that. I need to watch it and find out too, because every article mentions it. And I'm like, I don't even remember him being in it. Hmm. Um, but um, at one point there was even going to be a car. And this is, this is the funniest thing I've ever read. At one point there was even going to be a cartoon, but it was scrapped because audiences thought it was, would it be uh, used to encourage pizza consumption. What did they and, think about those Ninja Turtle fuckers? Or the He-Man cartoons or the, <laughs> the, No, well, the Ninja Turtles and their damn, did they, did they cut Michelangelo's throat? Yeah, I know. And you know, well, no, but, they did turtle suit, bitches. In defense of the Ninja Turtles, they did do that one episode where those meatballs turned into monsters. That was that was to warn people. I think not that's to... Nightmare on Elm Street 5. No, no, no. Check it out. There's an episode of the original series of Ninja Turtles where Krang mutates these monsters and they and they don't come alive until you microwave. Oh, yeah. And that's I them. remember that. You check it out. Yeah. Big, it, check out the big brain on Brett. And let's not to, let's Turtle not to plot. mention that the Turtles the movie actually the their turtles movie actually features a domino's delivery man delivering a, tr- a pizza to a sewer so great so light um yeah it's late light. um uh but uh I, we did before i move before i let james talk about we got to talk about the most infamous story involving the noid um again this gets a little lengthy so i apologize what was so this pretty much what caused the noid to crest and and plummet not s- returned a little bit right i mean he was around again for a little bit last year yeah, it wasn't so much, this didn't so much kill it, but it helped it. Um, so at the height of noise, I'm sorry, the most infamous story about the history of the noise occurred in 1989. Uh, Sean Burnsett was tasked with opening the Domino's in Chambly, Georgia. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. Nobody from Georgia is listening to this, so go screw yourselves. No, but we got a big audience in the Middle East. East. Yeah, within minutes of opening, his first customer came in and pulled a gun. Uh, the gunman had been having an ongoing arguments had been having ongoing arguments with the owner of Domino's Pizza in his own mind. Uh, his claim was the commercials were directly aimed at him. James, you, Joe, you want to guess the gunman's name? Noid. Kenneth Lamar Noid. <laughs> Noid asked for three things: one hundred thousand dollars, a white limousine for a getaway car, and a conversation with the company's owner. Did he get any of it? Oh, we're getting there because it, it gets even more, it gets even crazier. Noid believed he was owed money for, for uh, the company stealing his name and that the ads were directly re- uh, addressing him. Uh, shots were fired, which resulted in a police, police standoff. Noid became even more irrational, requesting a private plane to Mexico. And at one point agreed to release a hostage upon receiving a copy of the science fiction book, The Widow's Son. Hmm. Who wrote that? I, uh, I, did, I didn't look I up the know. author. Harlan Ellison. Keep going. No, we're, well, yeah. By the way, we're, one of the things I posted on Twitter uh, was uh, if people would like us to start doing, like you, you do the movie reviews, if we should start doing book reviews. And people have said yes. So maybe I need to check out this widow's son and look we'll at, tie it in. While I wrap up, why don't you look up and see, because I didn't, I didn't have time to look it up. Um, now, this didn't really end very dr- uh, dramatically. Basically, a cop came to talk to Noid 
And when he opened the door, the Noid got distracted and the two hostages that he were holding ran out. And then he eventually gave up. Um, now, despite all of this, all this insanity, he actually, he actually fired and ended up six shots into the ceiling, held them for over an hour. Noid was found guilty by reason of not guilty by reason of insanity. <laughs> well, yeah. No, yeah, no, that guy's really tied to get out. Yeah, no, he he was. I'm, I'm not going. To, there were some other aspects of the story that are very depressing, but this is not that podcast for that. If you want to look up more history of, on that situation, you can. But yeah, James is right. Shortly after this, it kind of killed the Noid. Now the Noid was disappeared for years. He actually just recently came back over the last two years. He uh, appeared in a Crash Bandicoot game, and Domino's is trying was trying to resurrect him um for the whole thing about them having self-driving vehicles but it never it never really picked up you saw some t-shirt sales i looked and almost decided to buy one but they went out of play out of sale but yeah the noid is pretty much forgotten and also too they computer animated i mean it looks really different now it's it's not the same before you i i don't know if this is a book but i'm assuming it is and that makes this that story even weirder the Widow's Son is book two in the Historical Illuminatus Chronicles. Throughout history, here's a book review. Throughout history, secret societies have played a crucial role in shaping events that have created our world. Only an inner circle of power elite know the full extent of the influence of the conspiracy. It is Paris 1772, and Sigismundo Selene knows he is destined to play an important part in the history behind the history. The Masons the English nobility, the Jacobites, the Rosicrucians, the ruling clique of pre-revolution France. These are but a few of the factions involved in the machinations and intrigue in which Sigismundo has been enmeshed. Hmm. I don't know why that guy had conspiracy theory issues. (laughs) Yeah, no idea. You on and anyway, (laughs) I've got, I, I, before we go on to James's, I do want to interject because I have some questions as we go through this. And I was thinking about this earlier is that there are some mascots that became mascots, but they were something beforehand. And I'm going to use a couple of them, but my first one's going to be, is Garfield a mascot? I mean, Oh, I mean, For the hatred of Mondays. Yes. But there were so many different products. Oh, McDonald's had the mugs forever, right? Oh, and many different products that, that I don't know if he was necessarily years. It's and then I've weird. got another one after this. Well, it's kind of funny. They were these all the ones I'm talking about were created specifically to sell a product. They're existing. Are they more of a mascot or or as weird as it is, they're fictional, but are they more of a spokesperson? Well, hold like on Snoopy. for a second. Snoopy's a good one for Met Life. Thank you. Here's my third one, because I think people know this, and we've talked about it on the show before. The Flintstones. The Flintstones, vitamins, vitamins and pebbles. Those are things that are still here. You forgot about the third one. What? We're not going to talk about your inflatable will, my Chad. It's no. flipping weird. What's the third one? Winston cigarettes. Well, yes, but they don't still sell Winston's cigarettes. <laughs> I don't know. A guy that looks a lot like Bam Bam told me if I don't smoke, he'd hit me. So, but what about, oh, okay, so Snoopy, but those, those are specifically... existed before, but Flint's, yes, but you can probably, here's my argument, is that Garfield and Peanuts still exist 
as themselves, you know, yeah. separate from the brands that they have sold. The Muppets have gotten bad for this since Disney's owned them too. But do the Flintstones. So here's the thing about, and it's, I'm, I'm kind of agreeing with you on that, is the fact that they have kind of passed in terms of, of their um, relevancy, but they stick around because of the, the products. Yes, but in, in terms of Fruity Pebbles, Fruity Pebbles is was literally created as one of those 80s cart cereals that was created to sell uh, because of a cartoon's popularity. And oddly enough, it has stayed around. Like Mr. T cereal's gone, but for no, some reason, which by the way, I'd kill for a thing of Mr. T cereal right now. But anyway, me too. Uh, speaking of Fruity Pebbles, I saw this in the store today, or well, not today, a, a couple of days ago, and I literally almost screamed, "What the heck!" Have you all seen Mrs. Butterworth, speaking of mascot, now makes a Fruity Pebble-flavored pancake syrup? No. No. It sounds disgusting. I, what, I thought, I, I literally went, well, that's just I tried. That's exactly what I was going to say. I, I was like, that's too much. But if it was on the table, well, yeah, I, mean, I ain't makes... going to buy it. But if it, I was somewhere. They Once we on get Chad COVID and he gets over it, <laughs> then we can all get together again and lick doorknobs and we should try it. I'm going to lick this doorknob, but first, save me, Mrs. Buttersworth. But first, well, we're going to put it on the doorknob before we lick it. We're, I did have the Fruity Pebble. I did have the Fruity Pebble Kit Kat. I wasn't very impressed. I said I didn't know about that. I tell you, these kids with the Fruity Pebble. By oh, the way, I bet it's better than the green tea Kit Kat. Oh, fuck I you. The green tea could No, it's my least favorite one, but I actually. I've never tried a green tea Kit Kat. By the way, and I'm, I'm I enjoy it. Record. It's not the best. I can't. I'm going to go on record and say this Fruity Pebbles is better than Cocoa Pebbles. And hear me out on this. And here's why. Here's why. You're not answering my question. <laughs> here's why, Chad. Tons of other cereals taste like Cocoa Pebbles. No other cereal tastes like Fruity Pebbles. I guess. I don't eat cereal. But to answer your, but no, to, back to your question, they are mascots from a corporate level because they are being used to hawk an item, but it's kind of. Garfield. They yeah, still no, make content for peanuts. Yeah. They still make content for Flintstones. I mean, they're they're corporate mascots. That's all there is to it. You just then, and it wasn't for a while that you'd still. I, and there's probably once a year when we get close to Christmas that I watch the in the fruity pebbles in my bowl. Oh yeah, oh here comes who 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 who. Yeah, but you know it's and, but it's uh, kind of me, sir. It's but, ho ho ho. I'm when, ha, ha, hungry. Like when I when I. When no, I put the together, next there's another line. This is oh, oh, here comes who who. Don't you start? Yeah. You start oh, oh, your, oh, don't you start your white lane bullshit with me? <laughs> you know, I just oh, when I when let's I let Joe Man played oh. everything. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just when when See, I created. Uh, hold on, Chad. See, mansplaining, Chad, is when a man tells you something that you probably already know. I didn't know if you knew that, Chad. Yeah, well, no, thank you. He just wanted to explain it to him. I thought that was you know me me shaving this little area here so it's nice and smooth. No, that's that's pointing man's... at his eyelid. It makes no <laughs> sense. That's man's planing to plane the surface. <sighs> Did you guys answer my question? No, I was Are trying to. Yes no. Corporate shills. They're corporate shills. And, you know, when I put together my list, I thought about those. I really did. But at the same time, I came at this as a viewpoint of these were characters that were created solely for the purpose of selling a product so and that's the thing so hypothetically joe if we if we agree with your premise that now the flintstones are mascots if let's say 10 years from now we see a resurgence of flintstones do they stop being mascots again 
can the pendulum swing back? I don't know that I have an answer either way, but I, I, but my when, mind is a little crooked. And when, when we started asking about this, it kept, that was some of the things that kept popping into my mind well, that I wanted like I said, to throw Flintstones in the Flintstone, Flintstones is the one exception, like Snoopy and Garfield. I don't they really consider still those. make content for those. Because they still make content. Flintstones. And the Muppets are getting bad for it too, by the oh, way. I know. I wonder if we'll throw that back out there one more time. They are getting really bad about it. And it's, it's not I, like, but, but by the way, the fucking Muppet. <laughs> I get it. It's, it's Disney's. Well, bad but now flip side of that. No, they I'm were bad before that. A, I'm going to make an argument about that though. That's where the Muppets started. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, but the Muppets were doing commercials them first. Advertising. Yeah. Ralph originally sold dog food, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, so Henson he was a millionaire before he graduated college. Yeah. Didn't he I drive a Bentley path. or a Rolls Royce to his college graduation? Yeah, something like that. I, I thought that's that a true story, path, right? For the well. Yeah. Anyway, James. James, what do you got? I want to start with an icon, and as I did the research on this, because it's so iconic, and I realized, oh my God, it's more messed up than I ever thought. Because this icon has a name that nobody uses. His name is Bibendum. Here's the story of a mascot that you all will know named Bibendum. So these two brothers owned a business, and they were making things, and they looked at the floor one day and somebody went, oh, you know, when you stack those up, if you put arms and legs on it, it would look like a man. And they went and they found this artist. His name was O'Gallop. This was 1898. And O'Gallop was doing cartoonist work for an alcohol company. But they rejected the design he made, which was a king holding a, a, a beer, holding a drink. Uh, and they said, hey, we need a mascot. And he went, oh, cool, I got something for you. He literally just went and painted over this king and painted this image of a stack of white tires. Oh, I thought this is what you Arms and legs. Because the company made, at that time, white tires. Because in 1898, tires that were rubber were still white. They hadn't added the coal to them yet. This was the birth of the Michelin Man. By the way, let me tell you some of the messed up things because when he showed them the art, he didn't paint over the liquor ad. That's why his name is Bibendum. It means to drink. Hmm. And so the slogan that was linked to the Michelin Man in his first appearance as Bibendum was, and let me make sure I get this quote, Nunt est Bibendum. Now is the time to drink. And how did they, they didn't speak the language. And when they realized that, here is literally what they made the original slogan. It was that the Michelin tires drinks up all obstacles. Because they didn't want to change the art. As time went on, and if you see the original painting, it's weird. He's got like two monsters looking at him. Well, have you ever seen the original Michelin man costume? No. Oh, it is scary as hell. You should look it up. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's it's right out of your nightmares. Well, so, um, they kept him because they kept the slogan. There was a period of time in the early 20th century where his he wasn't yet the Michelin Man. Nobody still called him by Bendham. They literally called him the Road Drunkard because they kept all the drinking thing. He smoked a cigar. And carried a beer with it. 
when that fell out of fashion for certain reasons, uh, the reason what reasons? Well, the reason he smoked a cigar and carry actually it wasn't a beer. He carried champagne with him. Why? Because in the early 20th century, who could afford cars? Put a link in the chat to the original picture of the Michelin Man costume, by the way. So uh, click on that and and uh, have and tell me what you think. I'm clicking on. Oh, it. that is. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He wore Chad, glasses. Chad. Chad. I've told you so many times. Keep sending these topless pictures. <laughs> by the way, real quick, does that remind anybody else of nothing but trouble? Anyway, it does look a little bit like nothing but trouble. It also looks like that one squatty guy from Doctor Who. Um, so I don't I, watch I, Doctor Who. I just it's a mushy brown guy with the glasses and the top hat. No, no idea. The Michelin Man has been adapted over time. At one point, when musicals was big, his motto became "I'm clinging in the rain." <laughs> Not making it this up, folks. In the rain. Um, he, but he's adapted. He's always became more soft. That's the one thing that that historians of, of mascots and advertisement say is that he's. We can't more, hire a pillow. He's too <laughs> soft. Uh, he became more cuddly. He's became more kid friendly as time went on. But if you do look up the original painting, and and uh, I don't think I can get the image to uh, uh, to to share, but now it won't hear. Um, but yeah, no, the original painting is weird. But that's the origin of the Michelin Man, and I think about that because growing up, every garage ever had a Michelin Man ad somewhere in it. Someone. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, Sam I didn't have. We never had a Michelin Man hat. I didn't know for a long time. I thought he was like a giant marshmallow. I for a long time didn't realize he was a bunch of tires stacked together. Well, and that's the thing. And that was they made the decision not to when they changed from tires being their tires being white to black. They made the decision to keep him the same because he was already so identified with their brand. They didn't want to risk changing. Yeah, the I, brothers. By the way, were the Michelin brothers, uh, and and their names first names were, were Hank and Frank Smith. No, it was. <laughs> Michelin, by the way, the French company, or was originally, it was Eduardo and Andre Clermont Ferrand. Well, that's just too much. Yeah. Why can't it be I'm, Frank and I'm, Earl? I'm too hot and he's too sexy, and together we're too we're much. too much. All right. Michelin man, there you go. Is it my turn? Yeah. Yeah. Can I talk about one I hate? Yeah. I hope it's like none other. List. I hate the gecko. I hate Geico's gecko. Oh no, I hate Geico's gecko. I hate all of the Geico. Well, James is the only one I know who likes the some bitch. I think that's because Kelsey Grammer. But he hasn't voiced him. Kelsey Grammer for you all was the original voice of the of 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 the of the gecko. And most of them, most of the time he's been before this Australian thing, it was English people who voiced him afterwards. So do you guys know over the 20 some years he's been here, but there's only one real reason why we have the Geico Gecko. It's because during the time of that year, there was an actor strike. Hmm. That was the advertising agency's way of getting around it, of doing an ad. It was like, oh, we call the Gecko who thinks it's a Geico. And for some odd reason, that was funny to America. And 20-some years later, we still have that little son of a bitch. I never thought he was entertaining I at all. Don't, I don't. I, it's the worst. Well, yeah, it's I, probably not the worst. There's a lot of crap. Yeah, but, no, that, that's one, and that's one thing. 
I, I don't like to be the remember berries. I don't like to go, well, things were better back then and blah, blah, blah. But I don't have a connection to like, it's kind of weird. I don't like commercials. I know, you know, I don't, I don't go, Ooh, a commercial. Let's see. But when I have to watch them and I see their, their mascots or their, their spokesperson, I'm like, none of these people appeal to me the way these characters did when I was a kid. Yeah. It came August 29th, uh, 1999. And at the time, to get around it was that the Screen Actors Guild had strike it were was on strike, but it was only preventing the use of live action actors. Huh. Yeah, so just, yeah. that's the reason why you have Geico Gecko. Next. All right. So my next one um is I'm just gonna talk about briefly before I say the name. Uh this one was created for a fast food restaurant because they were tired of mostly being known as a place to visit during lunchtime and also a place to feed your kids. They wanted to make it more of, this is a place you can go to as an adult at dinner time. And this is how we got Mac tonight. <laughs> For Which confused the heck out of most Americans. And that, but and God bless that God I don't, Jeff. you really, really have to be of a certain age to know who the hell that is. Yeah, and I'm going to go into just, you're, but he had a recent commercial too, right? Not too long ago, they they did. They, they, tr- they tried yeah. and it failed. Um, okay. I mean, yeah. So that's and you have to be within a ten year period. Yeah, of age, like and, well, maybe even less. And he, he he, yeah. Let me get into it because he he actually had a very popular uprising and then a very very quick downfall. Um. So Mac tonight, he basically Mac tonight was a crooner, uh, who was a moon who had a moon for a head, um. He was created by ad agency Davis Johnson Mogul and Clum. Uh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce. You're going to say Clumidia. <laughs> it's close. It's Clumbato. Um, so from here on out, I'm just going to call them. J- oh, Clumidia bot. Clap for Clumidia. DJMC. Uh, they had a request from the McDonald's franchise in Southern California. Uh, they were experiencing stalled sales in the dinner time hours. They just couldn't get people to come to the restaurant. Um, so Brad Bell, president of that of DJMC, was obsessed with Bobby Darren's Mac the Knife. He played it around the constantly. Um, so he thought it would be perfect for the new campaign, but something was missing. Can you all even guess what the popular the, the inspiration for Mac the Knife was? And when I when I say this, you're gonna go, holy shit, it makes sense. Joey Bishop. No, James. I'm gonna guess. Uh, no. Another popular mascot from the eighties, Max Hedrum. Uh, I mean, yeah, I can kind of I get. I mean, yeah. I didn't know that until I did the research. Max Hedrum's uh, a whole thing unto itself. Yeah, exactly. And that weird TV show. And that, yeah, but once again, that's a whole other. Yeah, my you know, roommate. You know, I had a roommate of a certain age. I had a Max roommate Hedrum, who was obsessed with that for, show. And for, God, for people that may not know Max Hedrum. Uh, but have seen more recent music videos by Eminem. If you've seen Rap God, he's doing Max Hedger. Yeah, I haven't video. seen Rap God, so I don't know what that is. No, if, but if you watch, literally, Chad, watch the first 30 seconds. It's literally him dressed as Max Headroom doing the head jerk thing. Absolutely, it's Max Hedger. I swear, I forgot. Is Was it Pepsi? What did Max no, Coke. Coke. Coke? Coke? Yeah. I don't remember. Because it was the future. F- future um yeah by no. the way when i do that in reality people don't get the reference well that's because we're like, afraid you have parkinson's and the show's ending keep going no y'all so, will just keep it going so uh uh mac tonight 
uh, they came up with Mactonite, who would be a crooner who existed in a dreamscape, who would a dreamscape, who would appeal to adults and encourage them to come after hours to eat burgers for some reason. Uh, they hired acting legend Doug Jones. Gotta love are Doug they going to are they going to change the burgers at night? No, it's still the same. That's the okay, big thing. I just wanted to make sure if I went and ate the burgers, it'd still be the shitty and ones. The by one the part way, I didn't mention way, is that I didn't Mac, know Doug Jones played that. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah he, uh, if I'm not mistaken, when Doug Jones does cons, mm-hmm. he actually put post, puts pictures of Mac tonight on there for them to sign it. I don't, him. I don't remember yeah. seeing any of it. I didn't yeah, know. I, I almost bought one because I didn't know Do he played Mac tonight. I, I, I didn't know he played Mac tonight until I looked down and saw that table and saw him there. I'm like, oh my God, Doug Jones played Mac tonight? And I almost bought one. By the and way, really, if you don't all instead, don't know you Doug just Jones. Let him just, jump in your arms. Yes. Just instead of, uh, just in case anybody doesn't know Doug Jones, that would be Pan's Labyrinth, Doug Jones, Hellboy's Doug Jones, Star Trek Discovery's Doug Jones. Yeah. Anytime you need a long, thin, lanky actor that somehow seems to only call a bonehead. Pounds, and then he'll give you Doug Jones. <laughs> yeah, and then we'll say, do you not know how images work? Have you looked up the definition of lanky? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, they they hired him to do the, the co- to wear the costume, and then they tweaked Mac the Knife to make it into a, a catchy tune, tune that talked about eating burgers. And then they had Mac tonight sitting on top of two humongous burgers uh, playing a piano. In the clouds. Which is, is very similar in imagery to Sir Mix-a-Lot's Baby Got Back. It really is. Uh, you should check out the commercials on YouTube. Um, so after an amazing reaction, because it started out in Southern California, and it got very popular there, and then they slowly started showing it at trade shows, making its way east. And by the time it got to, to a Chicago trade show, McDonald's said, we have to make this go national. So by 1988, Mac Tonight was so successful, Doug Jones was hired to, for 27 spots, and toys were appearing in Happy Meals. I actually collected the whole set when I was a kid. Oh. Uh, the, yeah. That fall, he was listed as the most identifiable brand character. And there was even rumors that he was going to replace, replace Ronald McDonald. Ronald McDonald. That's how, pop, that's how popular Mac Tonight got in the I brief time. I clowns. I don't either. I never did like Ronald McDonald. So this all stopped a little over a year later in October, 1989. Bobby Darren's estate sued claiming McDonald's appropriated Darren style, which they absolutely fucking did. (laughs) Hey, Bobby, I mean, Matt. (laughs) From the jump. Without permission. How Um, dare you accuse us of something that we actually actually did. Now, keep in mind, this is $1989. They asked for $10 million. You know what I do with $10 million? Pay off your house. We know, Joe. We know. Now, obviously. I'm burning this fucker down. (laughs) Now, obviously, uh, McDonald's has a very uh, well-paid legal team, so they were able to get the suit dropped, but the damage was done. Like uh, by that point, Mac, there was so much crap going on with that 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 lawsuit that they just couldn't keep pushing Mac tonight. So Mac tonight stalled, and we never saw him again until they tried briefly to bring him back, but it just didn't. It it's gone. He's gone. He's never coming back until McDonald's maybe finds a way to tweak it a little more successfully. But yeah, Mac tonight was at one point huge for about a year. But you think that's also, I mean, him being a lounge singer and stuff like that, 
in the 80s it worked and now i mean it if you're trying to appeal to the same age group as it's you not gonna in the work. 80s yeah it's not I mean, gonna work i mean i never went to the lounge to see lounge singers no yeah it's, like it's, the, uh, pat noswell talks about uh 1980s and stand-up like when everybody every small town had the chuckle hut or something like that yep. and he said that's where you get to see the best of the worst and it was hilarious it was great because some of them were terrible Mm-hmm. but they were but also you can make a but you can make a living in the 80s as a comedian yeah you could go town. Ta- i mean literally and, go and town town yeah he said you could you would open a steakhouse and you'd mm-hmm. have a stand-up comedian the first night or something mm-hmm. and and he said you know that's gone yep you know i i that's one thing i, I and i did uh before those tapes got lost or or damaged that was one of the things i always liked about when i had those recorded tv shows I could actually, I actually remember seeing old spots of Mac tonight and just being nostalgic. Uh, but I'm sure yeah. all that's on YouTube, isn't it? Oh yeah, I still look it up on YouTube every now and then because I just, it's kind of weird. I look up commercials from childhood and I'm like, why am I looking this up? Because I, I mean, only in the holidays. I do it, but I only do it at the, only the Christmas ones and maybe a Halloween one or two. That's it. Now, see, I still look them up. Like I'll look up the Noid and, and Mac tonight and a few that I'll, I'll do some honorable mentions of at the end of James doesn't mention them, but I'll still look them up just to remember them. And some of them still hold up as entertainment, even though they're only like said 30 seconds of, of, but you know, when you couldn't fast forward or skip or, you know, have a service that didn't have commercials, you know, yeah. you watch them. Yeah. Uh, James. I'm going to go with one that I loved as, as a child and I didn't know, like I, as a child, he always had the same villains in my memory and to find out that he had other villains before I could remember, it was shocking to me. I was shocked, shocked and dismayed. No, um, I'm going with the best, very, very confused uniform uh, boat captain ever, Captain Crunch. Well, Captain Crunch, <laughs> if you don't know this about Captain Crunch, hey, here's something I didn't know. They created the character. Does and he was still looking... exist real quick? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. Do they still do commercials for Captain Crunch? Oh, I no. don't think they have to do commercials now. I don't, Every... yeah. The... Is if, there a, if, you're, if you want Captain Crunch, you know where to find. Him. Well, James, not to inter, not to inter, interrupt your. Well, story. I had to interrupt. Yeah, I had to. But have are there actually commercials for kids cereal nowadays? No, they took them off because they were they they were causing damage. So there's children. no kids yeah. cereal commercials. Uh, very few. They have you have to have a certain like you can't have too much sugar in them. You have to meet certain guidelines now. Yeah, because I don't see them anymore. Yeah, I mean there was a, um, I mean I, I don't. I, this Christmas was the first year. I, I swear to God, I think this year was the first year, uh, first Christmas where I didn't see the Honey Nut Cheerios Scrooge commercial. Oh, that's that's a good. That's a good in there. That's a you see. Oh, that, that <laughs> I'm sorry, good. I'm just sitting here doing all the different Ensign Crunk. No, Ensign Crunk. I'm just doing that, the knockoff things, Captain. Crush. no no the, the the best episode of or one of my favorite scenes in frisky dingo is isn't it something like commander crunk or something commander crunk or something if you knock that cereal bowl off I, i'm going to i'm going to lose my temper <laughs> no don't you knock commander crunk off don't you do it anyway but <laughs> they had a marketing plan for captain crunch before the cereal ever came out and the origin of the cereal actually is and this is a job nobody no guidance counselor or high or a college career center let me know this was a job and i'm still upset about it pamela Lowe was a flavorist at arthur d little 
there could be so many things like what do you i i write all of these lyrics i'm a flavorless flavorless (laughs) flavorless you're flavor flavorless i'm flavor flavorless but so a flavorist is a flavor chemist effectively worked for a company called arthur little she also helped design heath mounds and almond joy but she had to come up with the flavor and she remembered when she was a kid her grandmother would basically take like cinnamon or not cinnamon uh brown sugar and butter and just melt it together and pour it over rice and she was like well that that always tasted good i liked that when i was a kid so she pitched that as an idea that that was the origin origins of the captain current cereal the origins of the captain though Again, he's depicted as a late 18th century naval captain, except he's also elderly, which is it's, it's interesting how this happened because you normally don't think, hey, we need to sell kids to uh, cereal to kids. Let's get an elderly captain out here. That's but, the reason why I eat Ensign Crunk. <laughs> but he's young yeah. and with it and refuses to rise <laughs> through the ranks and put up with their bullshit. He's done. Uh, he makes his own rules. He makes his own rules. He's his own person. He does his own truth. But, so he's 18th century, but he wears a revolutionary style uniform, but he wears a bicorn hat, which has a C on it for no reason. He has gold bars on the sleeve, but he is also, people debate, is he even American? Because he doesn't have enough bars for an American. It's four bars if you're an American. He only has three, which would only make him a commander. That being said, do you know Captain Crunch's full name? Oh, I, I, I knew it, and I know it's some long, insane no, name. No, but... say it. Hold on, I lost it in my <laughs> Oh, it's, it's Horatio, as in Horatio Hornblower. Hornblower. Horatio Magellan Crunch. HMC. Do you know the name of a ship? The HMC? No. The Guppy. The Guppy. In the original, in his original villains, because I grew up with the Soggies. Chad, you remember the Soggies? Yep, I remember the, the Soggies. The Soggies wanted to make everything in the world soggy, Joe. They were villains, and they the only thing that could stop them was Captain Crunch, because it doesn't go soggy in milk. And it also doesn't cut the roof of your mouth. Those people are liars. Anyway, uh, you guys, and I'm not being a dick. I swear what I'm about to say is not being a dick. You literally remember commercials better than I do. Well, no, I didn't remember this. This was before my time. You may not have, but the tone said dick. <laughs> this I mean, is I'm a dick. I'm just because I never remembered the guppy. To be a dick. I didn't remember the guppy. I also didn't know his, he had a dog originally. The, uh, his dog's name, Joe, guess. Man, I um spot Sea Dog. Oh, I should have got that one. That C-Dog. was too easy. Uh the his loyal crew of children sailors. I don't know why they <laughs> dropped this part. This is uh, called I'm, a, I'm an old, I'm an old man coming on a boat with the dog. He who he called Alfie, Brunhilda, Carlisle, and Dave. His villain was the barefoot pirate Gene LaFoot who wanted to steal the Captain Crunch cereal. Now, I say all of that to say what I remember is when it went on and he lived on he he lived on a magical island. Do you know where that and this by the way Joe may get to you. I know I know you have uh it's going to link you to your wife here. I'm sorry to let you know this. Do you know oh where Oh my he's god. From? Why didn't you just call me a bastard? You know where he's from? Oh god, he's from Ohio. 
close. He didn't actually live in Ohio. His origin is that he lived off the coast of Ohio on an island between Ohio and, let me quote this, the Sea of Milk. That doesn't actually exist, kids. Oh, there's no milk and honey (laughs) in Ohio. I'll tell you that right now. Hold on, hold on. No, no, no. That's what he wants you to believe. Communist Red China is what's in Ohio, son. You Um, don't... You listen here, Brom Bones or Ichabod. You don't cross that bridge into the Cincinnati's. But in the 1980s, well, when Phil would talk to me, in the 1980s, he was is when he actually started fighting his new main adversaries, which is what I remembered, the Soggies, and those were strange alien creatures that resembled blobs of milk and only milk, you pervert, Joe. Um, Whose goal was to take. I wasn't even thinking of Bill. Dude, just, dude, honestly, look it up. Uh, the only <laughs> thing that was immune was Captain Crunch, and he had to prevent them from solving. Their leader, though, was the Sogmaster, who was a large mechanical creature whose only plans were to was to ruin breakfast. Now, Joe, yeah, do you know how many variations there have been of Captain Crunch? Mm-hmm. I didn't know this. Blew my mind. Forty-two. I know there's now, when I was three, a, four. When I was a kid. You had Captain Crunch, uh, which I, I, it was okay. I liked peanut butter Captain Crunch. That was my money crunch, right? No, I don't know no, that crunch, I've ever had Captain Crunch, but keep going. Crunch berries, man. Crunch berries. Oh, I was going to say, and then they came out with Crunch berries. That was actually a later edition. That being said, there was a period of time where Gene LaFoot, his enemy, got his own fruit-flavored one that had fruit in it, fruit flavors in it. But there have been... 33 variations of Captain I said Crunch. 34. Oh, there you go. I just yeah. don't see how there could be that many Hold variations. on. Do you know what the most recent one that came out in 2021 was? You couldn't no. get it in the United States. You would Lieutenant have to get COVID. They actually made it. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not slurring these people at all. This is actually the name of it. Cannot Crunch. It mm. was for only the Canadian market. And the thing was, it was like Oops All Berries. Except every berry was either red <laughs> or white, the colors of the Canadian flag. What? That's dumb. Oh, well, no, no. They, they also did the American flag. There was Captain Crunch's yeah, red, white, and blue crunch, uh, which also for a period of time was known as Freedom Crunch. Ugh. Here's one I didn't know about, Chad. I used to get those with some freedom fries. So there's no difference in taste. It's just, oh, we're going to change the actually, colors. Actually, this was what there was one that was peanut butter flavored with a twist, though. And I, I didn't know about this. Maybe you saw it, Chad. I know, I know you love the movie so much. Superman Crunch. It no. featured peanut butter pieces that looked like, Cap, uh, uh, I almost said Captain America, looks like Superman's emblem. Except when you put them in milk, it turned the milk blue. It was a promotional thing they did to tie into Superman Return. No, never saw it. Wouldn't try it. <laughs> they also did, there was Rugrats ones. There was Galactic Grunts. There was, oops, all chocolate donuts. Which like, I like, I'd like to, oops, get some all chocolate donuts. <laughs> That's what I, I but, but you're not talking is, about the actual cereal. You just want a bowl full of donuts. I'd like a bowl full of chocolate donuts. Yeah. That's one of, by the way, oh, which, early, early Saturday Night Live, diabetes. early Saturday Night Live, donuts are good I love for you. is John Belushi when he's right. doing little chocolate donuts. That's a great, anyway, the one I remember as a kid, though, that was special and I never could find in my small town home 
was Christmas Crunch, which premiered in 1987. I can remember when they first announced it. Oh, it's only available at Christmas. Little Christmas tree shaped. It still was the same thing. But I wanted Christmas Crunch so bad, and it was not available. In yeah, Christmas. James, I had it. It still tasted like crafty Captain Crunch. I know it did. It doesn't matter. It's retro. It's, it's kind of those. It's one of those things that when you're a kid, you're like, man, if I just had that, <laughs> I'd be a billionaire right now. Right? It doesn't make any sense. It's just in my mind, I'm like, man, I never got. And now, of course, every year I'm like, oh, there it is on the shelf. And I walk right by it and get peanut butter. Crunch yeah. <laughs> um, but no, Captain Crunch is weird to me because he had his own. I mean, he had his own. Uh, the, by the way, the the popular way he was portrayed, his early commercials were very well done and in a style that we'll all know well because they were done by Jay Ward. Hmm. So if you like Rocky and Bullwinkle, it was the same style of animation that in the early premiere of Captain Crunch commercials, it was Jay Ward's work. Yeah. So Captain Crunch's aesthetic was very, very Bullwinkle related. All right. Before as we move on in the interest of time, I so do either one of you have any more cereal? Nope. I I, I I want to bring up I have a, a tie-in to a cereal, but no. I, I want to bring up a couple, but I'll do it quickly, but go ahead. Well, I just, if you're going to bring up a couple, because there's so many serial ones. That's I, what I'm what, going to talk about. Well, so a couple I want to bring up, because I had a friend in high school, and if he happens to watch his show, hey, Dave, uh, who was obsessed with this. King Vitamin. Now, there was, <laughs> there was actually a physical King Vitamin, an actual human being that yeah. wore a crown, and then he yep. got very, very old, and they retired but King Vitamin, nobody ever actually, I, I mean, I, I think Dave actually liked it, but I never heard anybody go, you know what tastes good? King Vitamin. Oh, it was a piece of shit. You had to pour tons of sugar in it just to make it edible. Another one that I didn't know anything about until I started researching this. I thought we were going to talk more. I got a bitch about King Vitamin. I okay, hated King sorry. Vitamin. You always wanted cereal with a toy in it, and then you get King Vitamin, you turn around, there's no toy. The back of I'm it was sorry. just a... What just what? happened? He's muted. I don't know what Joe, he's saying. I, sorry, keep going. Okie dokie. No, I was trying to pull up. I was pulling up for my point, and it started a freaking ad. Oh, anyway, oh. Um, no, and then you would, and all all King Vitamin came with was a mask that you could cut out of the back of the box, which you couldn't cut out because then what would hold the cereal? Yeah. And then once you cut out the mask, how the hell are you supposed to hold it on your face? And then you realize it's a piece of cardboard. Why would you put it on your face? King Vitamin sucked ass. Anyway, go ahead, James. <laughs> Here's one. If you've never heard of this, because I heard it, hadn't. I literally was doing research, and this popped up as a weird mascot that nobody remembers. And good Lord, it's nightmare fuel if you're a child. So, you know, Kellogg's uh, Frosted Flakes. What's the, or not, not Frosted Flakes, sorry. Kellogg's Corn Flakes. Traditional corn. What's the symbol for that? The chicken. Rooster. That's right. So if you were going to make a, a, let's say you had an idea, you're pitching this to your boss and you say, I want to take cornflakes, but we'll also put like oats in there. And we're going to do that. And, and we'll call the cereal, the big mix. And then your boss says to you, okay, that sounds great. What, what will be the, the, the icon for this, the mascot for this? If you say anything less than, okay, we're going to take the classic cornflake rooster and put him through a, a abomination Frankenstein surgery to where it'll be his head on a pig snout with wolf fur and moose Oh, antlers. I remember this thing. The big mix. Look it yeah. up. B-I-G-G-M-I-X-A. I've never heard of what you're talking about. Yeah. It, it didn't last too long. 
it lasted two years in the early 90s. I'd never had heard of it either, Joe, but I literally saw it and I'm like, that was a bad thing. I, the other mascots I want to talk about. Well, um, I, I want to talk about cereal. Well, no, no, I'm sorry. The, the other cereal mascots. I'm sorry. Okay. Joe. It's, he said two more. I oh, went, number six. No, no. He I went, went from Leviathan. See, in the beginning, now there was a flight. In the beginning, there, no. I, I'm, I'm starting the child because. Uh, uh, because my cereal icons when I was a kid, the one cereal I could get away with getting, and I think it's because Save a Lot carried, quite frankly, that was sugary. That my because my my dad it was always cornflakes, not frosted flakes. He's ah, we got sugar town. Um, but it was cornflakes, and so the one that I could get away with getting, and it was because it was originally made by Ralston, was Cookie Crisp. Yeah, Ooh, and if you, Cookie Crisp. Chris. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. And if you know his man, so cookie crisp. I like cookies. Hold on. Chris, I just want to tell you all I like cookies. Cookie crisp. So cookie crisp originally, and this was before my time, was sold by a wizard. He was a Merlin type character called Cookie Jarvis. Now here's the question: Was he named Cookie Jarvis before he started selling cookies? But his magic power was that he could turn anything into cookies. Huh. And so he took boring breakfast and turned it into cookies. Well, here's the part about that, though. So they did away with him. I don't know why. But the one I grew up with in 1985, they decided, you know what? This wizard thing's played out. The kids today like violence. So we're going to have a cop that chases down the cookie crook. Yeah. yeah. And you had cookie crook. And originally, the cop's name was Crumb. They later changed it to just cookie cop. And I remember that you used to get the toys of them that came I, in the cereal. I have one upstairs. I, I I would love to see it. You have to pull that out next time. And so, then when you're done with that, show me the cookie crisp toy. I was going to say, I was going to so, say, uh, put a big, never mind. The, Let's the, not use the word big. Yeah, no, can't do it. Get a disappointing idea. Anyway, uh, but both of these that, things are going to be disappointing to me. Where's that post? I, I drove the three minutes to his house to see <laughs> But. So it was, of course, Cookie uh, Crook was trying to steal the cereal. Cookie Cop would show up and bust him and then remind people that they didn't have that much sugar in it, that it was healthy. It was part of a balanced breakfast. And that's the icon that I grew up with. And then all of a sudden, it changed. And now I know why it changed. You know why it changed? No. No. It's because Ralston sold it. And General Mills bought it. And General Mills actually went, oh, we can't, we can't have a crook on there. We're, we're a family brand. So they created, they kept actually, uh, I should say, Cookie Crook eventually got a dog that was supposed to help him and never actually did. But the dog's name was Chip. Well, they kept Chip for a while, but Chip wasn't selling well in England. And so they decided, oh, you know what? We'll sell cookies in England. I, I literally would love to know the logic of this. A wolf. And so if you look at the General Mills now, it's got a wolf on it. The wolf's name is Chip the Wolf. <laughs> Are we going down this rabbit hole? No, hold on. Damn cookies. I say and they were this. awful. They looked like little chips. They were awful. They were, they were shit. Oh, yeah. they, they didn't My mom like got them for me because I love chocolate chip. They were awful. I can remember how bad they taste still. Yeah, they, yeah me too. You had, and I had to wait for them to soak in milk forever just to make oh, them edible. They were awful. Oh, do you remember, though? Do you remember what the, the, the cops always uh, come back to the cookie crook always was? 
Yeah, he had like some crappy Irish Scottish accent, right? He wasn't a smart cookie. Anyway, hey. are we done? In 2018, <laughs> I'll wrap this up here, Joe. In 2018, on the back of Cookie Crisp boxes with Chip the Wolf, there is a scene where Cookie Crook and Cookie Cop are in the background. It's the only time they've been brought back since they got brought up by, up by General Mills. But Ralston used to make a lot of other tie-in serials to movies and stuff that I loved, including um, uh, I, I forget now. But anyway, yeah. So Ralston, I guess, is out of the serial business and completely. All they do now is make those weird things. Well, I want to really quick, because so many of these are, I mean, number 10 is Chad's California Raisins. They did post-Raisin. Account Chocula for what cereal? Can't That's right, Booberry. Sugar Bear for Sugar Crisp. Lucky the Leprechaun for Lucky Charms. I don't yeah. Toucan Sam. I, none of you all brought that one up. Tricks the Rabbit, because tricks are for who? Anybody that will pay for them. Anybody. Captain Horatio Magellan Crunch. Snack Crapple. Shit. I actually said crapple. Snack crapple <laughs> but I the, one, the, the, the one cereal worse than cap uh, king vitamin so <laughs> Rice the, I, yeah you're right they're pretty bad the only i can't say it without thinking of the george carlin joke snap crackle fuck you i swear i heard one of them say it buzz bean the honey nut cheerio guy and how about wendell well hold on number one that's that's there's a there's several different mentions yeah. but tony the tiger's number one it should be. Well, he's, he's great. Like the and cuckoo bird, Sonny the cuckoo for cocoa puffs. Or come cuckoo for cocoa. By, by the way, big uh, frog, Frankenberry uh, yeah. from like uh, from uh, Smacks, Sugar Smacks, 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 Digum Smacks. Yeah. Um, but no, I, that was the other thing that got to me. The kid when I first got cinnamon toast crunch in the early eighties. Rarely did I get it, but when by I the got way it, that rooster's name, do y'all know Cornflakes isn't rooster name? Cornell. Cornelius Corny Rooster. Oh, oh that's just sad. Well, but there used to be three bakers that made every box of uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Do yeah. you know their names? Wendell was the one they kept the longest, but do you know the other one's names? No. Bob and Quello. And they, uh, the, the rumor is they dropped it from three because of Snap, Crackle, and Pop. They didn't want to be confused with them, so they dropped it down to just Wendell. And again, a lot of people said, wait a second, why did you keep the old fat guy? Uh, that being said, now they've replaced Wendell with I don't know Square Monsters. Yeah, it's just it's just a square piece of the Cinnamon Toast Crunch yeah, cereal that That's eats it other pieces. It's a cannibal. They're yeah. selling cannibal cereal. Yep. Uh, ready for me to go? Yep. Okay, so I'm going to end on the one, one that Joe just mentioned. Uh, I'm going to talk about the California raisins, uh, and they weren't originally created to sell cereal. Um, in 1986, the California Raisin Advisory Board, a trade group of raisin producers in California's Central Valley, commissioned ad agency Foot, Cone, and Belding with a multi-million dollar campaign to combat the slowing raisin sales. I wonder why. Because raisins, raisins suck. suck. <laughs> I like raisins. You, you you're the would. one. <laughs> yeah. You remember that we all three went to the same daycare at one time. Remember they'd have their box of raisins. Oh, and left. my kids always. My had kids wouldn't one. eat them, but he would get them, and I gave them to my mommy number three for for two years. I'd find boxes and just give them because she's the only person I know to eat them. But by God, he couldn't walk out without getting a box or two. Even so my he would kid, never eat them. 
my kids at school, uh, they come, they come home sometimes with the lunch, some of the side items that they get from the lunch. And I have, I love the raisins they bring home, but the reasons I rub, rub, love the raisins they bring home is they're coated in sour sugar for some reason. <laughs> so they finally made uh, raisins edible by covering them in other shit. <laughs> um, so uh, Seth Werner and Dexter Fedor, who worked for the, uh, this, uh, this uh, advertising agency, created the California raisins to make the stack more, pers- uh, to give them more personality and give less thought to the fact that it was just a dried out grape. That was not my wording that came from the mental floss article where they interviewed these two. Um, they also wanted to use claymation over regular cartoon animation because they thought it was cooler. Um, so they hired again, as I mentioned for the Noid, Will Vinton, who also did the Noid, as I mentioned, to help create the characters. And, and Will Vinton did a lot of, of animation uh, for ad agencies. It's partially why he just got so popular. Um, one of the fun, things I found fascinating is when Will Vinton did this, they hired real dancers to make the raisins move uh, moves look more authentic. It took more than a month to shoot each 30 second spot that they produced. Um, the ads were so successful, raisin sales increased 20%. Um, between 1987 and 1988, the raisins released four albums. I didn't realize it in a year span, they released four albums, all covers, of course. Um, Do you have all the raisins? N- no, I don't have the whole thing. The whole thing. I, have, I have, have several right over I, here. I have several too. Didn't they have also a tie-in with Hardee's? Because Hardee's had the I, cinnamon raisin yeah, biscuits. I'm, I'm, I'm getting there, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm no, so, no, you're I, fine. I didn't mean to ruin no, just ruin it. I mean, Jay, no, you fine. only spent six hours earlier. No, me and my, about, but no, me and my I, stupid we'll, kindness will just go to hell. No, and that was one that we'll talk about. It. I'm glad you, because I, I didn't have the cinnamon raisin biscuits. So it was the raisin biscuit. Yeah, they got so popular that Hardee's actually bought the license to share to to promote their cinnamon raisin biscuits. And then we also got the little figurines that I had to go to Hardee's to get because I love those things. I like, I like the cinnamon raisin biscuits, man. I forgot all about I vaguely. I vaguely remember liking them too. I had them too, but I'm sure they suck. They, they, yeah. Oh, I mean, do you like sugar? Cause if so, I got news they, for you. The they still have about, about a quarter inch of ice. They don't make them, them, do they? You can't get a cinnamon raisin biscuit. Oh, yeah. Hardy's, can you? I used to get my, well, I mean, as of two years ago, I used to get them for the kids occasionally. Oh, we're well, going go get to me Hardy's. a monster biscuit and some gravy and get your ass over here. Yeah. When you get it, when you get over the plague, I'll come, we'll, we'll eat a cinnamon I raisin biscuit. I didn't invite you. I was talking to James. You've got to go oh, lick some oh, doorknobs. Nobody likes You haven't had door. enough COVID. James is impervious. Uh, <laughs> Keep going. Uh, it turns out that even COVID finds me unlockable and doesn't want to be near me. The albums were so successful, two of them went platinum. Uh, Michael Jackson even created a uh, raisin in his own image with Will Vinton for another another te- television spot. Uh, the raisins had two amazing television specials: uh, the Claymation Christmas Celebration. I love you guys. If uh, if our listeners don't remember this, please YouTube it. You can actually buy a DVD copy. I need to buy a DVD copy of this. Uh, it is by far one of the best Christmas I, I specials remember, ever. I remember watching it, and and my father being on the kick. We only had one TV back in the day. You see, kids, you had to, mm-hmm. and you had to watch what was on TV. And I somehow called my dad to let me watch it, which means there couldn't be the basketball game on. Yeah, but I just remember Dad lost it with the waffling. All the different times yeah. they came up with here, uh, and I just remember Dad literally losing it at waffling and going, "That's messed up," so and laughing. Yeah. And I mean, they, the, 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 
raisins were the highlight of that they saved those for last but you know they also had uh the the we three king song i still love to this day um and, and their version of joy to the world that will benton produced was fantastic but that actually won an emmy for outstanding animated program um and there was also a mockumentary called meet the raisins which i still love to this day it's just a 30 minute mockumentary about how the raisins became a band um at their peak, there was a fan club for the California Raisins. Merchandise such as plush toys, lunchboxes, and air fresheners. They even had a series of comic books and a 13-episode animated series, which is terrible. <laughs> if you uh, again watch the if you if you want if you're bored, check out the, the California animated series on YouTube. It is almost unwatchable. Um, they also teamed up with Post to promote Raisin Brand and of course, as we mentioned, Hardy's. Uh, the end of the 80s saw a decline of their popularity and the Raisin Board just could no longer uh, warrant funding um, spots with the California Raisins because they were so expensive to produce. So they eventually just got rid of it and stopped promoting it. Um, and thank God they did because, you know, we still talk about the California Raisin Board to this day. That's interesting. <laughs> it didn't occur to me that what killed it was it was the money but that makes sense because they well it was a combination of the money and just they bombarded the public with so much that it you know it just became a glut nobody cared about it anymore everybody i mean like i said in in the span of two years for a year they released four albums everybody had heard it through the grapevine no won't you be mine yeah and i mean if i didn't get into this part too but they're at the time they were so popular because of, uh, like, uh, I heard it through the grapevine, that other artists actually started releasing copies of I Heard It Through a Grapevine. And Ray Charles. Lose my mind. Ray Charles even did a version of I Heard It Through the Grapevine because of the California Raisins selling so popular. It was so popular. Um, so even though they are a footnote, you still see their influence um, today, uh, mainly because the um, anthropomorphic, oh God, I can never say this word. Anthropomorphic. Thank you. Uh, talking foods that we have today. It's because of the California raisins. All right, James, you last. I've got one that I, I don't day. know how this one, how this one didn't get mentioned earlier because honestly, cultural icon, everybody knows this one started his life in July 10th, 1954 was when he saw his first premiere and he was created because are you going to run through a wall? Because Marvin Potts got hired to design a character to sell something that made uh, the words. The only slogan they had before he came up with the character was five cents will make two quarts. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, so I wish you'd go run through a wall, though. He, he literally was sitting there and he was trying to figure out what he could do. And he saw his son putting a smiley face on condensation on glass. And he went, oh, we'll do that on a pitcher. And that's when he created the icon that we all love today, the pitcher man, which is what it was called until 1974 when they said a pitcher just sitting on a table ain't doing it anymore there, Marvin. And they added arms and legs to it. And then he was mobile. So that's when how to kill. <laughs> that's when he became Kool-Aid man. Now this is something I didn't know. Do you know what flavor of Kool-Aid is in it? Cherry. Not oh. anymore, Chad. It was cherry originally. You are right, but it was officially transitioned to fruit punch 
in 2000 because that was their highest selling. Hold on, hold on. Don't you mean tropical punch? They don't have a fruit punch. It's cherry, tropical punch, and grape and orange. Well, yeah, what is a tropical punch? Whatever. It's purple drink. Everyone (laughs) shut the hell up. We are a podcast that people listen to for facts. Okay. okay. Well, here's. (laughs) Would you want to insult our listener? Here's a fact for you there. (laughs) That's for the fan to decide. Anyway, you're my Chad, subscriber, Chad. Do you know? So he's Kool Aid Man in America, but do you know what he was in Canada for two years? Um, um, a draft dodger. No, he, he, <laughs> thank you, thank you. He, That's a no, you're reference. absolutely you're on the wrong side of the spectrum. He got a military rank from 1975 to 1981. He was Captain Kool Aid in Canada. I was going to say a snowball dripping in maple syrup. But, Why do yeah. they make everyone a captain? They, that's a captain. Captain Canuck's a captain. Uh, by the 1980s, though, is Real, when he officially became. Right? It's a comic book character. Yeah, there's Captain. Canuck. Well, they're all captains in freaking Canada. There's also Captain Britain. Draft yeah. Dodgers. Captain Carrot. That's Draft one. Dodger. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, oddly enough. By captain- the way, also. Wears contacts. His eyes suck. <laughs> Meanwhile, oddly enough, Captain Draft Dodger served 14 consecutive terms in the military. It was an unlucky genetic <laughs> thing where he just happened to be born to Draft Dodgers. <laughs> yeah. Um, he actually couldn't be hit by a, a mild breeze. Uh, anyway. Uh, he took my joke. <laughs> by 1980. He took flat feet. <laughs> Sorry. What? <laughs> By 1980, Kool-Aid Man had attained pop culture status, and in 1983, he was the subject of not one, but two video games. He had his own comic book series published by Marvel for three... Actually, originally... Captain, for, wait, he had a video game? You didn't... You never played the Kool-Aid Man? Go, go get your ROM on and download the Kool-Aid Man video game. Um. Anyway... He had his own comic book that was published. Okay, originally General Foods published their own comic book that was so successful, Marvel Comics said, yeah, we'll totally publish a Kool-Aid man. It ran three issues where he fought characters called the Scorchies, which made people hot and need to drink. Um, When Marvel in 1985 went, you know what, we're going to close up that comic. Archie Comics bought the rights to make a comic, and it ran until 1990. I did not know it ran that long. So... Can, can I'm sorry, you, I said the Scorchy. It was the Thirsties. Scorchy was a dragon that he fought. Two times in one story, he got wrong. Here's so what I want to interject really quick for people who are of a certain age. When you bought Kool-Aid, you could get the Kool-Aid points. points. Right? Oh, yeah. and, and you could get stuff. And there yeah. was a guy named Joey Fields who was in my class who must have drank a shit ton of Kool-Aid because I was so jealous. He had this whole... Do you in the day they actually had these, for lack of a better word, pocketbook or what? What do they call it? Uh, girls, a little purse. What's it called? Coin purse. That's Coin purse. But they had them for pencils and pens. You yeah, guys remember yeah, yeah. for grade schoolers, and he had yeah. Kool Aid and the Kool Aid Man on it, and he yeah. got it through that. And I was so jealous. To this day, I need that. It, it haunts your dreams. It? it haunts my dreams. I just love that damn thing. In 1994, they retired the live-action Kool-Aid Man and brought him back in 2008 when he was completely computer-generated. Uh, however, they started to do things where he was competing against cola, such as 
balancing on a log against Cola. I, so 84 by 84, he was retired? 94. 94. Oh, 94. Okay, that yeah, made no 94. sense to me because I was like, that son of a bitch was all the way through my childhood. Uh, well, and obviously he's back now. He is so big in popular culture that he has appeared in Family Guy as a running gag. He is actually a playable character in the Family Guy app game, The Quest for Stuff. He appeared in commercials for Progressive. He appeared at Super in, in Super Bowl um, last year, or no, well, not last year, 2020, when <laughs> he was at the funeral with Mr. Clean when Mr. Peanut died. I was <laughs> trying to... <laughs> Are you trying to find my pencil case? I was trying to see, find, see if I could find this pencil case. And I typed in Kool-Aid case, and I got a case that goes over a lighter. And it's the Kool-Aid man smoking a bong, and it goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I can't find it, Chad. I'm looking forward to <laughs> I'm going through all these ads. Here's what is not mentioned, even on Wikipedia. which is All it is is a bunch of damned Etsy store shit. Here's what's not mentioned even on the Wikipedia page, which is an absolute shame, because my favorite thing Kool-Aid Man has done in the past 10 years is his Christmas song with Lil Jon. And if you haven't seen it, oh my God, Google it right now. It's literally, just Google Kool-Aid Man, Lil Jon. If that's on a CD, I'll buy the CD. I, I do it every year for my kids. I play, I guess it's about four years old now. I play it every year for my kids. And then literally, like, we were playing, Dana had been playing, my wife had been playing, like, somewhat religious Christmas songs. I'm like, oh, well, you know what always brings me to my faith? <laughs> I played it. And one of the lyrics is little John saying, what I really want, what I really want for Christmas is everything on my Christmas wish list. <laughs> and it's, oh, it's just, oh, Kool-Aid man. It's, it's a duet between him and little John. You can't get better than that. All right, I may be screwed. The video ends with Lil John. Uh, they're partying in this house, and Lil John ends the video by looking at Kool Aid Man, going, "Wait a second, this ain't even my house, man. We gotta get out of here." Joe, why are you screwed? I can't find it. It's not on eBay, dude. Yeah, no, that's where I'm looking. I can't find it at all. Let me find if they have a Kool Aid uh, backpack. I also wanted that original Star Wars backpack. Some <laughs> bitching parents didn't love me. Keep going, <laughs> James. Go ahead. <laughs> No, I mean, so Kool-Aid Man, I think, is one of the big, I've got a couple honorable mentions, but Kool-Aid Man, I mean, yeah, video, no. video games, comic books, referenced in Family Guy, referenced a playable character in the Family Guy game, duet with Lil John. I don't know how you can get bigger than Kool-Aid Man, and, and he's lasted the, the test of time. I mean, there's tons of comedians that have jokes about him, but so, Kool-Aid Man, everybody knows. Well, the... Before you get started, there's only one other person I want to talk about. I, did you all have honorable mentions? I got two. Okay. I've got a couple, yeah. But go ahead. Um, the only other one that stands up in my mind, and if you're looking through a oh. lot of lists, yes, James. I wanted to add one more thing. Uh, Kool-Aid Man is not human. He also God, I hope not. not. <laughs> he is also not a pitcher. And if you're wondering, is the contain is Kool-Aid Man the pitcher, which pitcher man would make us believe, and the answer is yes, he is. So if you drink Kool-Aid directly from Kool-Aid Man, you are indeed drinking his blood. And he is not human. His actual Latin name, we're Homo sapiens, his name is Arceus Frigidarius. 
Huh? Is is his species? Well, I just found a McDonald's Mac tonight Moon Man on a skateboard with a Kool Aid lips lot from McDonald's. But besides that, uh, the last one I want to bring up, and I I don't not going to talk about the history of it. I'm not going to talk about it. I just I remember it so vividly. Was Charlie the Tuna? Oh yeah. Sorry, Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um. <laughs> Move on. Yeah, well, you guys remember Charlie? Whatever happened to Charlie the Tuna? <laughs> People still eat tuna. Was it a oh, cool? Did it say Kool Aid Man? It was just a blue pouch. Maybe I don't know now. By yeah. the way, do you I'm starting to doubt who I am. <laughs> Going back to Kool Aid Man, do you remember every summer when they come out with a new flavor that was always like some sort of punch? No, like because now I'm pissed berry. off. They have a vintage. Do you guys remember the generic Kool Aid? It was Weiler's. They yes. have a vintage pack on eBay for 15 bucks. <laughs> and I saw it and I was like, son of a bitch, if I didn't have to drink that shit all the time because it was the it was the generic. I just sent you a link. I want to see if that's what it what if that's what you remember. Uh while I talk about my honorable mentions, and Joe just mentioned one uh really quickly. It was the <laughs> uh tang lip guy. It's close, yeah. It's close. Um, it's, it was the, the Tang lip guy. He was literally just a, a, a big pair of lips with arms and legs. And it was, it was mostly about the, uh, he was mostly used to pitch the, uh, Tang, uh, fruit pouches. And mm-hmm. it was just really, really loud. And of course, uh, I, I think Hardy's, uh, for a brief moment, he was popular. He, he, uh, sold, uh, those little rubber figures and it had like a, the top gun, uh, flight jacket with two big with a pair of lips and then they also had like several different other ones it was a really weird uh tie-in but it, it worked and then i also wanted to mention the seven up spot guy i would say cool spot cool that spot, was the yeah. one that just you, that was his name cool spot yeah oh he had his own video game which everybody yeah. loved when it came out it was supposed to be, it was a really cool video game so yeah those are my two honorable mentions i know there are like a ton but i was mostly focused on the obscure ones except for the california raisins which everybody remembers and we've well, talked about it on the show before too. And, yeah. and Chad mentioned so one of my honorable mentions to us is something Chad mentioned, which is McDonald's. But I want to talk about the nightmare fuel version of a character that still sticks around that people are like, oh, it's fun. Who started as a villain that was a monster. And Joe, I know you're particularly fond of this character. Uh Grimace. Is it me? Grimace. <laughs> yeah. Do you know Grimace when he first premiered had six arms? No, but I mean, if those vintage McDonald's commercials are scary as hell, and by the way, a lot of them are directed and not, this is going to blow, this may blow, well, you all may know this, Howie Moore, Howard Morris directed a lot of the vintage 70s and 60s McDonald's commercials with all those, with Ronald McDonald. Do you guys know this? Ernest T. Bass, legendary yeah. Howard Morris, comedy writer, worked with Mel Brooks. Did not know he directed those. Yeah. Why when- would we? When Grimace first premiered, he was like the Hamburglar, except he loved stealing milkshakes. And so he could steal more milkshakes. They gave him six arms, and he would run up, take all his arms, and steal all the milkshakes on the table and run away. <laughs> it scared the crap out of kids that if they ordered a milkshake, he would uh, a monster with six arms would come up and steal it. Grimace was always man. my favorite character, even though I had well, no idea what he was. Well, I was going to say, so they read it, and originally, uh, some people hypothesized that, I guess they at one point had a grape milkshake, and he was supposed to be a living grape milkshake. I don't know. That's weird. I don't know if that's true, but that's what. But anyway, if you look up the original art, he had six arms, 
And every time they grew him, he was holding all these milkshakes and running away. <laughs> so the original Grimace was a milkshake thief. There you go. But the other one I don't want to talk about as an honorable mention was a flash in the pan, but it's burned into my memory permanently for a couple different reasons. One of which, though, directly links to Joe. <laughs> the hell not. Oh, you'll know what you did in a second. So these particular mascots yes. only made it for about two, maybe three years. Okay. But the reason they're burning to my head is, see, Joe Lewis once. Oh, I know exactly what conference. you're going to talk about. It's a sandwich one, too. Went, went to a conference, and he came back with these little megaphone-type things that he yep. gave to his staff. Yep, it's a true story. And at the time, there was these mascots who screamed, they are crunching toasted. Because they are toasted. They were called sponge monkeys. Oh, I couldn't remember. Was actually what they were called. And they were the mascots for Quiznos Sub. And they would literally just, there was one that played a guitar that wore a pirate hat. Jeremy and Miracle one, and Bobby Green screaming at the top of their lungs. There is oh, one my God. Wore, I forgot about these creepy ass things. Remember, there was Chad? one that wore a bowler, one that wore a pirate hat. The one that played the pirate hat played the guitar. The other one screamed the theme song or whatever that was. And it literally was screeching about how. Quiznos is better than Subway because they're toasted, and be, which was back in the day. Now you can get Subway toasted, but back in the day, I guess you couldn't. And that was a big thing that they would, so it would be like, they are delicious, they are toasted. And you would have a screeching guitar and these demon monkeys screeching at you that you should only eat Quiznos. That being said, I have to admit, they, they went out of style pretty quickly. They were big for a brief period of time. Yeah. I'll be honest. I don't drive by Quiznos without thinking about the Sponge Monkey. Does skill. Quiznos That's, still exist? There's a couple of them. I, think, I mean, I've, I've seen. Well, they do in Mississippi. See, yeah, but I don't. I don't know. But if I see a Quiznos, what do I think about those stupid monkeys? You think that, about sandwiches. You think about <laughs> stopping, and then you think about the monkeys. You lied that, to me, uh, you sandwich-eating son of a bitch. But no, by the way, so, do you have a sandwich? That is, uh, yes, by the way, Quiznos does still exist, Chad. <laughs> um, so much but, for getting them as a sponsor. But, but no, I, and that's what I was, that's all I was going to end on is that I, those, those icons may have been silly and dumb and burnt into, but they're burnt into my memory. If I see Quiznos, I automatically think, they are toasted because of stupid sponge monkeys. I did it all the time. All right, guys, is that it? That's it. Well, we hope you've enjoyed this. I've enjoyed this more than I thought I would. We've been down a, a blab, 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 because they're toasted. <laughs> oh, God, oh yeah. Because it is oh. toasted. You know, actually, I, I guess we, I, I should mention one other honorable oh, mention. James. Now, one other honorable mention, because we do have the Super Bowl coming up. I don't know when this way, or maybe after the Super Bowl. Yes, so here next Sunday, which so during the Super Bowl, Bowl. yeah. So if you're watching the Super Bowl, turn it off and watch us. But no, uh, Budweiser frogs. They yeah. Budweiser actually Budweiser has tons of Budweiser. We could say Spud we McKenzie. could have done two episodes on Budweiser. Spud McKenzie. Spud McKenzie was huge in the eighties. Huge oh, man, was everywhere. And I remember being in elementary school, and they had tons of Spud McKenzie T-shirts in elementary school sizes because Spud McKenzie was cool. Yep. 
Yep. He told me to stay in school and drink. Then beer. he told my dad, told my daddy to drink more. Your dad, but he you told me to drink, stay in school. You should drink more beer because your son's well, James. Was, but James, you stay in school and prove your dad wrong. <laughs> Chad, correct me if I'm wrong. Was there a Spuds McKenzie cartoon? Not to it's, my knowledge. I thought there was. I, or am I thinking about Rude Dog? All right, then, guys. Well, this has been Bonehead Weekly's tribute to the mascots throughout time. We started with that horse the Trojan one, and moved on to a joke died. We're cutting off. We'll talk to you all later. If you need Bye. anything, just, just text us. <laughs> and I, don't, by the way, I, you actually get it. I don't know if you all saw me on, on with the mic muted, but I'm officially sneezing. So, yes, Joe gave me COVID through Zoom. Toodles! Grrrr. <sighs>